Jim. I'm Jim Reed DeMaurier. My friends call me Jimmy. Alice calls me James, but we split up hard. Things were said. I don't begrudge her the arm's length. What's in a name? Also, J.R. DeMar on Tinder. Pictures recent. It's prison muscle. I do voiceover. I was born in Minnesota. My dad loved to listen to Garrison Keillor on the stereo with the garage door open and autumn pouring in when I was young. Gasoline smell. A pull-up bar. Sweet potato pie. Lake water. Exhaust. Only, I grew up on the 19th floor. We didn't have a garage. We didn't have a car. I didn't have a dad. I had two moms, Lily and Marianne Reed DeMarier. Best moms a kid could ask for, always driving me to voice auditions, hiding snacks in the pockets of all my jackets and jean shorts. They're celebrating 44 years next week. There's a party. They have no idea. They're going to love it. None of this is what we're talking about. We're talking about my dad. I remembered him a few days ago. I was just sitting by the window, daydreaming an hour away, watching the sun play on the leaves, and it reminded me so much of my childhood, I thought I would cry. The trees, and the creek in the gully, the smell of clean mud, the smell of sunshine and fresh-cut grass, the circular creek of the pushmower, and my dad's great grin and light. Only I grew up in a city, and I don't have a dad. I called my mom's, talked for an hour, reminisced. They seem to remember the same world I do. Only I remember one that they don't. I'm remembering more all the time. I can't be sure who's remembering. I don't know him. I'm me, Jim Reed DeMarier. I do voiceover, and I have a lifetime of memories I don't recognize, and a lifetime of memories I do. And they're both so real. If I have a, every memory of a life lived, have I lived that life? Who am I? Who are we? Who are we really? Who were we? Now tomorrow. <laughs> Just think. You call you me. Uh, that's the last known recording of Mr. DeMarier, made just two days before his mysterious disappearance. Uh, it was intended as a, quote, trailer for an episode of a podcast called Measuring Flicks. Uh, the podcast concerned the film Dark City, which deals heavily with themes of false realities, simulated memories. I, uh, I watched it as, uh, as research for the case. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Get you thinking. Uh, we were on site Mr. DeMarie's apartment earlier today. 
There's a lot of books in the apartment, Philip K. Dick, like that. We, I'd never read any, so he's good. He's good, PKD. Makes you, uh, makes you think. Anyway, uh, please call with any call with any information. Write in about any sightings to measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, keep an eye out and be careful. Uh, Jim may be experiencing an awakening from reality. A break with? How's that? A break with reality? Sure. Yeah, right. Just... Just what? Just what do we mean when we... Say reality. Oh, shit. Uh, let's roll the episode. Fab, the fabricated photos of his childhood mm-hmm. when he goes to see Uncle Uncle Carl. Carl. Yeah, it's KH man's my KH baby. Um, Earlier at the very beginning, you said Carl, and I thought you were talking about him, not him. Uh. <laughs> but when he goes to see uh, Uncle Hartley um, <laughs> in his chair, I love my fish, you know, just like <laughs> yeah. like our guy here, exactly. <laughs> just like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at my fish, everyone. Um, but he plays him the slideshow in the Navy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It tracks. Exactly. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, see synchronicities, dude. Yeah, no, I'm I'm like too <laughs> into the occult for a little shit like this. I'm filled with them right now. I don't need any more. Thank you yeah, very much. Okay. Um I love looking at the he's picking through the childhood photos. And one of my favorite parts is the detail right before the scar that he doesn't have. Yeah. Cuz he's like he sees his parents and he's like, what happened to my parents? And he's like, they died in the fire. And we've seen some flash yep. memories of this because he does have some like implanted shit that's coming forward. And then he's like, died in the fire? Scar? Where? And he Where goes, is what it? does it mean, Frank? Or, or what is it? Yeah. And he goes, yeah. what does it mean, John? And he goes, it means that it's all a fucking lie yep. or whatever. But there's this great moment when they're flashing through the pictures and suddenly there's one upside down hmm. and then the other ones like keep going. For whatever reason, that little upside down picture, like it, like it got me doing like the Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. blank from yeah. Prisoners. <laughs> where I was like, what, the f- "What? What did that? What was that?" And then it, it's like this seamless. It's like the fly. It's like the wasp in the Jello, mm. or the fly in the ointment. It's like mm. the the little grit, the little grit in your eye, where it's like. See, here's your child, your childhood, and you're like, yeah. wait a what? minute, wait, or the hold glitch on. in the matrix. Yeah. It could be yeah. the glitch in the yeah. matrix. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying not no, to right. keep doing it, but um, I but I wrote down this is so perfectly, it's so perfectly that matrix idea too, and this also, like, this is something that they they get into in Gnosticism where the, the archons. As more the idea behind uh, no one really knows they actually they actually get into it. it's like where did we come from and he goes right. well look no one knows that because we're here right right all we know from a Gnostic perspective all we know is that we're here and this isn't the real place so we have to get out of here whatever the fuck that means so like there are no answers right. you know if there were right. it would just be a weird cult where it's right like, yeah it's hail bop we got to get on the comet you know <laughs> yeah. right. but instead they're just like all we know is we're in prison how the fuck would we know what's outside because we've been in here forever so what i love about this is like one of the according to like modern gnostic philosophy one of the things that the archons do is as in gnosticism the more people who have 
had experienced gnosis or experienced like esoteric knowledge. The Gnostics believe that the only way out is to know as much as you possibly can. Learn as much as you possibly can. There's like rituals and stuff you can do too. They're way into like deep meditation and things like that. But the more people who experience gnosis, the more people who start to awaken to who start to see the bars. Mm -hmm. The archons... Not necessarily seeing the outside, but realizing the prison walls. Yeah, the more... It's like that... What do they say? Uh, The more people who... From the Matrix, the more people who feel the splinter in your mind driving you mad, Mm. the more people who start to realize, like, something ain't right. Right. As that happens, as more people experience that, the archons ratchet up the misery and ratchet up the stress. So they'll add essentially distractions and one the original way that they did it according to gnostic philosophy was with shell beach they yeah. gave you a paradise to think about that would come later after this had t- and go to carousel heaven just saying <laughs> well right the opiate well, of the masses you know the yeah religion, yeah you know. marx yeah, yeah religion is the opiate of the masses or nowadays television right but um or Or even more so. Yeah, dude, the screens like those are soul sucking devices, truly in horrible ways. But like one of the ideas is you can't make things too good for people because then they have too much time to think about stuff. And if they think about stuff too much, they might be like, hmm, you know what? This feels like every single day is just a repeat of the previous day. Maybe this isn't real. Right. So. I wrote down, I love that I love that his these fabricated childhoods are not like and your mommy and daddy were rich and they Pepper gave you a little bit of I wrote down yeah. the tragedy exists to make us know that we suffer, but the memories of love let us know that we live. Right. And both are a lie. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> like, isn't that gnarly? Um and then okay, here's another little detail that I love. When John goes to his bedroom for the night, oh it's good to have you back, John, just for one night. Yeah. He walks in and he picks up the perfect the perfect metaphor of the situation that he's in, which is a marble. He oh, picks nice. up a clear glass marble. And I wrote down, uh, marbles are just intricate patterns trapped in spheres of inescapable glass going nowhere. Yep. It's... Yeah, that's he. It's fucking amazing. Shoot them. (laughs) But even then, they never leave. They're all that. That is itself not going anywhere. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, dude. He picks up the maze, basically. He's he picks up the world that he's living in and looks at it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh my god, the galaxy is on Orion's belt. (laughs) The end of by the way, if you watch Men in Black, like when you get to the end of that movie, if you're paying any kind of attention, that blows your fucking mind. No, correct. It sure does. (laughs) Which is so funny. Came out of nowhere. I'm like, that got deep as shit. (laughs) Yeah, like in the last like seconds. Yeah, the very very end. You're like, man, that was a fun movie. And then they're like, zoom out, and you're just a. We're all just like a speck inside the pattern inside an alien. Marvel, Marvel game and you're like holy shit we are insignificant and meaningless and then Men in Black just rolls credits yep. Yep. we come the Men in Black and you're like no 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 go back <laughs> go back what did you just say to me <laughs> um, what did you just fucking what did you just fucking say to me um, yeah and then I wrote down jumping jumping rooftop to rooftop there are some action sequences in they here. are but they're short lived and, and they're, they're necessary not, I like them. always they're, no what I mean is what I mean is um they didn't have the polish of the martial arts that like oh, the crow had, right? Right. And and it was in, but I I don't and I I look at that. It's a, it was an interesting choice because it was kind of like let's we, they wanted to get through that as quick as possible to the end of the fight scene. It was kind of like you know it's like like uh well, you know the guy shows up one of them shows up with a knife, 
misses in a jump cut. Uh, yep. Sable hits him, in, you know, John Murdoch hits him in the face, you know, real quick. You just basically hear the sound of the knife's on the ground. Right. right. And then we move on. And it's interesting. Mr. Sleep chewing on his fingers is pretty gross, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, that was... No, that was great, yeah. Um, well, and... and uh, yeah, yeah, the 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 kids and the or you know in that and the the dead bodies and the 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 strangers again, you know they're they're really, oh gosh, what am I trying to say? They're a really intriguing vessel for the bad guys here. They're not, you know, like okay, so we get the empty vessel in in uh, John Murdoch who did not get imprinted, and we're right. seeing what he acts like with nothing up, uh, no memories basically, and then we get his imprint is put into Mister uh, Hand, Hand, right? Who um, who is is gets the imprint, but he has nothing down, you know, no soul, no heart to drive him, and we see the different ways they go, but then they both end up like at the same place at the end, you know, and and it's this really interesting vibe where mm. where like we're not. We aren't just like, oh, f that guy. You know, he was a serial killer because he got imprinted. You know, the like right. Mr. Hand. The the strangers had a mission. They were trying to save themselves. They right. They were trying to figure shit out so they didn't die. You know what they're I mean? They're tra- they're bizarrely tragic yeah. in a way. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which, I I like the I like what you said there, where you like he's he's what you get. Basically, he's what you get when you imp- implant a serial killer into somebody with no soul. Right. And John does get a little bit of the shot. He gets a little he gets, bit of that dose. He gets like a touch of the right. dose. So you, he's a blank slate to some extent, but he's got little flashes of past memories, and he does have enough of that that impulse that he wants to test himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, you kind of do get to see two things go 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 on the same trajectory, mm-hmm. but like. They keep the this the error that the strangers keep making is thinking that what make what human beings are is what's inside our skull. Yeah, like right. that's it. They that's keep bumping up against that. Yeah, yeah, they're like, well, okay, we're gonna give this person. They're kind of insane then, because they keep trying to. Th- so we don't know how long they've been doing this. Right. Well, that definition of insanity is simply human. They're not human. Right? I understand, but isn't that interesting though? That they keep trying the same right. thing, expecting different results. Right, and, and I, and I think that, and I think that again, the message of the movie, it's it's a little cheesy. In, in a, but the best possible way when he's like you were looking in the wrong place, you know, meaning you should right. be looking in our heart. But um, but it is uh, I think it's that they were looking for a complex answer that and missing the simple right truth, exactly right. And it's it's very fascinating. And I, I feel like that's human life a lot. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like looking for that simple truth of you know, or maybe that person just wants money, or maybe that person just <laughs> right. had a bad day, or maybe that person just They didn't. just need a sandwich. <laughs> they just need a they sandwich. Just a bit, so, a bit dude, hungies. The number of times when the answer is just like You should probably eat or I'm, drink something. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had water in a while. Like I'm like, well, man, what if this means that like Yeah. Oh no, I might be slipping into a bleak depression driven by the geopolitical events <laughs> of our time, and then I'm like Oh, fuck. I missed, beef. I missed that's, lunch. That's good, yeah. I missed lunch. <laughs> I, missed I just got to eat, and then I have a bowl of ramen, and I'm so like... You just need to give the world a sandwich. There's a, yes, dude. There's it, a stand-up comedian what? that I just was listening to recently that said, do you ever just you ever get a divorce and just realize that all you needed was a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> you're just uh, like, shit, I guess I was just a bit hungry. <laughs> so I should always have a Snickers nearby, but then right. again, maybe the Snickers is just, yeah. oh my God, oh the marketing God. has got us convinced that in order to right all of our problems, we need to we first need test to it. Oh my is God, it, they're is selling us products. Solution or the or the lever of control? I don't oh, know. Oh fuck! See, this is yeah. this is why like this is what happens, man. This is Dark City, baby. Yeah, man. We get to we we go through this journey and and there he's putting the pieces together. It, 
They no, no, you're uh, this. That's also where I am. Is when um, basically they they capture um, Kiefer Sutherland mm-hmm. and they're basically like we're fucking going to Shell City and he's like you really don't want to do this. Yeah. Believe me. And he's like uh uh-uh. uh get in don't the give a shit we're going get in the car get in the boat we're rowing through what dreams may come. Yeah. Now, <laughs> sure are. And now here all right we're on the other shore and Kiefer Sutherland's like I don't want to do this. <laughs> Please. Right. But I, I like their, some of the conversation in the boat. He says, why are they doing this? It is our capacity for individuality, our souls, that makes us different from them. And I wrote down the divine sliver of Sophia in all of us mm-hmm. is what the archons are trying to keep trapped here, partly because they don't want those the collective slivers of Sophia. This is a theory, of mm-hmm. course. Right. But um, the collective slivers of Sophia to find their way back to, they call it the monad. That's the insane true creator being what, Christians would think of as God when they're actually accidentally worshiping the devil, right? So if enough of whoops, I was accidentally worshiping the dead happens Monday, yeah, bro. Right? <laughs> you spend too much Sabbath, you wake up yep. one morning, you're like, I think I've been fucking worshiping <laughs> the devil, man. <laughs> but, but like, so the demiurge wants to keep us all inside the marble because it doesn't want the the collective slivers of Sophia to make its way back to the monad and wake up the creator because that'll be the end of this right, little pocket this world that stuff. we're all trapped in. Yeah, it's the end of the matrix, and we'll all wake up. So, so that's like that. I, I like the idea of the the strangers as archons trying to keep everyone yeah. trapped here mm-hmm. in order to study us and figure out where inside what makes these humans human, or and to put it another way, where within the vessel lies the sliver of Sophia because they inhabit the bodies of the dead, and that right. that yep. that's that soul that animus not animus that's a Freudian term that's incorrect or a Jungian term here that's incorrect but like that um, oh I was gonna call you I was like that was yeah, Jungian, it is. Not Jungian <laughs> sir but like it's not right I'm that, like, that's from Assassin's Creed that, <laughs> it means something it means something but like that little that little like that sliver of light yeah. they go into the vessel and it's not there so they study people that they're not inhabiting yet and they're like so where is it where did it go when they died yeah. and how do we keep it here on this mm-hmm. plane um I said red li- red lights as they row. There's like a couple spots where there'll be like a, a like some red glass with a light behind it, or like a stop sign mm-hmm. with some reflection on it. It's a visual precursor to important esoteric information, or you could also think of it as a red pill. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they arrive at Shell Beach, and Shell Beach is a poster on a brick wall. It's yeah. painted on the... It's like... And they peel it off. Oh, they do so peel it off? It looks It's, it it's like a big... Yeah, 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 it it yeah, yeah, it's basically just like a big billboard poster like, oh, roll. Oh, shit. And it's it. such a great shot, like through the doorway when he opens it, and we just see blue around him, and we just see like the you know the blue, and we're like, a uh, bit like oh, it's there, then it's not. They got there, and then they step into the yeah. room. And we and realize we haven't seen that color blue the whole movie. No, nope. you know? well, on the post, just the little right, bit right, of the, the little the little flashes here and there. But yeah, when you see it on such a grand scale, you're like, <gasps> and then they step in, and you're like. Oh, it's such yeah, a bad feeling. That is a fun. bad dude. That moment, like all the violent shit we've seen so far, and like people's heads getting right. sliced off by karate chop and shit, <laughs> like hands billboards. and stuff, billboard yeah. hands. They step into that tiny little back alley room, and like that's paradise. Yep. You're like, 
wow, some deep part of my humanness is hurting yep. right now. But but what's so great then is you get this really great moment where the the t- they then pick up pipes and start hitting the wall. Fuck yep. yeah. You know what I mean? And it's we like, no. to be trapped. Yeah. The, I don't, t- the yeah. two most human people in the movie, yep. that's their impulse. Yep. It's like, yep. well, okay. doesn't matter going. what's on the other side. We keep need to get through going. this fucking Keep going. Yeah, wall. yeah. Like that the indomitable spirit of that there you're right like a lot of this movie is hopeful mm-hmm. and is like there's a lot of light in dark yeah. city yeah you know what i mean like they get to paradise and find out it's a lie and then they tear the lie from the wall and say fuck and it what's up what's past the wall and they just start going there's a i i meant you can see where i left space to do the note and i can't remember i didn't remember <laughs> to do it there's a famous wood wood what's it called bird a wood cutting when you do like a printing tech, anyway, there's a mid, there's block a print. famous medieval block print, um, of a, it, it, I think it's called like the man, man, like the man sees the machinery or something like that. But it's a guy, and he's working on like a p- pieces of machinery, and there's a curtain to his right, I think, and he has he's basically like pushed his head through the curtain and beyond the curtain is the cosmos mm. and he sees what he's <laughs> well, what we're, he's, we're adding yeah, a lot yeah, to yeah. this <laughs> what he's basically seeing is it's it's like a it's a famous image that is usually held up as an example of like the first ever piece of science fiction cool. when a nice. man like the first time a man like the looks, Bible. yeah, well, he, like, looks. <laughs> well, that's fair too. It's like biblical <laughs> era, basically. Yeah. But this, like, this man looks through the clockwork and sees the the like endless complexity of the machine. He sees behind the curtain. He sees into the inner workings of the cosmos, which actually also seeing the inner workings of the cosmos could be described as a moment of gnosis as well, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. So, it's a wood engraving. Oh. Did you find it? Flammarion engraving. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one where oh, he's like, yeah. see, he's in this bubble world, right? Yeah, and he pokes his head through the wall, and look what he sees outside. It's like it's str- it's a straight up Gnostic image. Bird, come and say that on Carl's microphone. The name of that. She's all right. She's gonna find it again, but Flammarion engraving. It's. Super, it's mm-hmm. super rad, and it's what happens right here when they bust through the wall on the other side. There's a moment where you're like, "What's it gonna be? Is it gonna be a dirty river, or yeah. is it gonna be Shell Beach?" Oh, it's outer space. It's outer space. Yeah. We are floating in somewhere. Yeah, my and kids' brains fell out when they. Yep. That <laughs> I was <laughs> like, they were just wondering like, how they managed that, and, and like they're just gasping at the reveal when when it's William a, Hurt falls out and falls you know past and we see it for the first time. This what a great way to show us through one of the characters that we've cared about this whole time yeah. as he's dying realizing the truth. Yeah. Well, Carl, what are the archons attempting to do on behalf of the demiurge? I know. So, and what is the what do we literally say right before that moment? The archons show the strangers yep, show, show up and you hear from behind uh, Frank and and John, as they look out at the cosmos, you hear, now you know the truth. Yep. And once Bumstead knows the truth... He gets ejected. He leaves what I wrote down as his material prison. He yep. leaves the material plane. He leaves the false reality. And whatever happens to his physical form, he mm-hmm. is now out in boundless space. And that was something that from the very first viewing of this when I saw it, you know, when I was 18 to now, is that he doesn't panic that he's dying. He goes out into the void of space, arguably suffocating to death, body freezing, whatever. Doesn't really because he's like, 
he takes in the truth. Yeah. And it's almost like that was worth it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. That's, he says earlier, that's a great that's performance. All, it's a really, really. Because that's all this detective wants is the truth. John says to him, because he broke him out of jail. He's yeah. like, why are you doing this? And he goes, or, or, yeah, he goes, why are you doing this? And he goes, just trying to get the truth. Yeah. And when he, he gets it. He gets dude, it. Like. And, he, and he's glad for it. What, what struck me is he's the first human in Dark City, who's ever been anywhere else? That's fucking. Oh, crazy. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like he he is. What is the line earlier where they're like, um, uh, "From where?" None of us remember that. Yeah. Who we might have been somewhere else. At the end, knowing the truth, Frank is able to go somewhere else. Wow. It's dude. It's such an amazing moment. Yeah. And then we get this fucking killer. We're almost to the very end now, but like this fucking amazing thing where they're like. Now the Borg are going to pr- implant themselves. Yeah, resistance is futile. Resistance We're is futile. Implant ourselves and into we, you. We get the not Chekhov's gun where we needed the syringe in the pocket, and Schraber switches the syringes and injects this special concoction that contains all of the answers that John's been looking now for. Now he time. knows Tun Fu. <laughs> 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 that needs a t-shirt. That's yeah, really good. Oh my god. That's wait, really actually, good. wait a minute, Carl. Or Kung Tune. I had both Kung written Tune. down. Oh man. Now, wait. We need a t-shirt made. We do need a t-shirt. Now I know Kung Tune. I know Kung Tune. <laughs> oh my god, dude. All right. That's the name of the episode. I, <laughs> I know Kung Tune. Um I love that Schraber has implanted himself in the memories cuz at first when you see Schraber show up, "Hey there, Johnny boy, you're going to rise to great heights." You're like, Oh, oh, this is who the doctor was before. But then he shows up as another a character. A mailman. A guy mm-hmm. delivering uh, ice cream. Bro, yep. bro and this, the moment that he goes, Teacher. you're probably wondering why I'm showing up in so many of your childhood memories. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know what, though? <laughs> yeah. None of it was real. So no. why should this be exactly. real memories? Like, right. this is just a tool. Yep. This, what do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. Not- what you need is Dr. Schraber without his weird voice and two whole eyeballs being like, <laughs> training you for a lifetime how to tune the machine. Yep. Fucking no kidding. You get an entire life's worth of memories where... Your whole this whole new life that you've been given, you just spent your whole life training Focusing for this moment. This. Yeah. It's wild as shit, dude. I love Crazy. It. It's one of the this is where my brain fell out. I was yep. like, man, space. Oh, almost lost a little there. And then we get fucking Schraber in his yeah. in his memories, and I'm just like yep. <laughs> holy shit. And he is like unfucking stoppable. Yeah. He's just a force. And 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 that the uh, again, like I'm watching my boys watch it because it's so fun to watch people watch it for the first time. And when he <laughs> when he makes the 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 thing the circle he's strapped to come up, and then he then he like steps away from it and just melts behind yeah, just him. Falls and, apart. and Alex is like, well, that's intimidating. <laughs> yes, it sure is. <laughs> or like when he makes... Uh, it's the sh- first time that the, uh, the strangers actually felt any kind of emotion, and it was fear. fear yep. The, I, I was wondering about that. Are they feeling emotion, or is this more like an animalistic, like, I need to create space so that I can fight? Because are they really emotional? I feel like all they... F- okay, this is, this is my projecting 2023 on it a little bit. Sure. Yeah, we've been doing all, that a lot lately. All they feel is fear. And all they want, so they're they're just and they have no concept of anything bigger, no concept of any greater good. They're just trying to control the rats in their maze to feel some like little bit of like control in their pathetic lives, and there's and that's all that they're doing. And they're they're you know like yeah, that's that's all. And they're controlled by fear. I think that they're that they're the most fearful people in it are the. Um, because the they're strangers, dying. Right. Yeah, the strangers. Uh, yeah, they they're know. almost extinct. They don't really. They see in some. They see in something else. 
love and hope and a goal for something bigger and something trying to, you know, people trying to come together. And they're like, well, let's pull that apart until we can understand it. Right. You know, that's what a what a like you're right you're totally right it's it is tragic because they're trying to save themselves but it's also like bleak and fucked up where they're right. like it, it's like they've got like a dog on a table and they're like you are cute we wish we could be cute too let what us makes c- you cute let right. us cut its legs off and right. see where the cuteness resides and it's like so abstract and cold which is so antithetical to what human beings should be are right right that like it, it is alien and disturbing, mm-hmm. but they're yet what they're trying to do is like pitiable in yeah. a way. Oh no, it is. And, and it's, and it's, it's so it, gnarly. It's, no, it is. And it's a little, <laughs> it's a little maybe Pollyanna ish for me to say this because, you know, we would dissect aliens and whatever, but really what they oh, really have, what, what, what they, sure. But what they really, <laughs> what they really needed to do was go sit in that automat. And have lunch with that prostitute and ask her about her life, right? And that would have they would have found their answers. Yeah, I know, like down, the thing watch that watch some movies. Yeah, the thing that never watch occurred. Dark to City is what they should have done. Yeah, they should have. They should have watched their own movie. Kind of weird. Actors. No, <laughs> was that like the bit at the end of the third Matrix movie where he goes yeah. to see the the programmer or whatever? Oh and it's my just god! All the times that he's ever met. Have you ever? Or it's yeah. more like the end of uh, In the Mouth of Madness where he goes and sits down and watches the movie that we just saw. Spaceballs. Oh, Spaceballs. Space <laughs> when will that be now? The classic Gnostic text. Yeah. Spaceballs. Mel Brooks. Spaceballs. But it is. It Raspberry. Is, Sorry. It, no, no. You're good. You know, it's, it is. It's interesting how, um, again, I, I really feel strong. And again, okay. So here, I'm, I'm projecting all of these emotions and these things I currently struggle with and, and adore onto this movie. You're doing the same thing. You're doing the Absolutely. same thing. It's the purpose and we're of com- art. And we're coming from a different places. And again, the genius of Proyas' work is that he doesn't overly define any one thing. He leaves enough room for us to do that. He lets uh, he doesn't say like this is what you should feel. This is what they feel. He gives us vessels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the movie has vessels, but he gives us vessels to 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 see what we want to see on. You know, it's like that 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 wood carving we just looked at. There's a hundred different interpretations of that, though. Right. Totally. There's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and, and it's it can busy. Be, and it can just be like, oh, that's beautiful, or that's neat, or that's that's talented craftsman, or it can be like, oh my god, that just changed my life. You know. Right. It's a sign left to us by early pre-Christian Gnostics. Right, like that's right. when I see it. I'm like, no, sure. he's in a world, and he's got his head outside the world, and he sees the machinery that runs it all. <gasps> the machine elves. It's a DMT trip. You could think of it that way. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I also just realized that the fourth movie we should do is we should watch uh, David Cronenberg's Naked Lunch. Ooh. Have you ever seen it? Mm, so good, Jeff. I know, dude. This is what we do. We we force each other to watch. I know. Things. Isn't it great to have like movie I mentioned people video around? Drum earlier, but that's a better pick. I mean, th- Naked Lunch is more like this. I agree. Video Drum is like rowdy, fucking nuts. <laughs> well, it's it's you know you look. Luckily, at- Jeff's not going anywhere. No, Why don't I'm we just good. do Jeff? You want to be the third co-host? Sure, man. Filter. Whatever. I'm here. I'm here for it. No, and it's and it's it's interesting. And again, I, I think that it's great to have movies like The Truman Show and things that are that are oh. positive and fun and, yeah, and yeah. good feeling. And it's good to have these ones too. The Majestic, because, another yeah. Indonesian movie with yeah. Jim Carrey. Having these hooks that that bring us in and and entertain us, but make us look outside of ourselves. You know, with a, it doesn't. This movie never judges you. That's what's another thing that I think yeah. is really interesting. Is like a movie this 
cerebral and heavy could judge you. A hundred percent. And it doesn't at all. Nope. Like a movie like this. Any soapbox would have no, would have no. put this movie off kilter yeah. for sure. Like, like well there's like, like a great movie, The Cell. Um <laughs> well, we did that <laughs> yes, recently dude. for the show. Sure. Yeah. It, it's a fantastic movie, so but good. It, it, does it does judge you. It, it does. does judge you. That's okay. You know, yeah. it's got things, but this one doesn't. Nobody's really bad in it and 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 and, you know it's just like there are different motivations that are pushing in different directions but um but yeah i I think it's wonderful when a movie makes you step back and look at your life but you can also just be like dude that was fucking sweet it (laughs) also just looked great sounded great score was great yeah the score was great fucking Um, insane trevor Trevor Jones score. Sick. Bum, bum, yeah, bum, that, bum, 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 that is a bum, get bum. it on your Spotify. Use it as a writing playlist. Uh, yeah, yes. I you're I this is something I love. The, uh, the movies that I like to that I come back to again and again and yeah. like to share with people are movies that I can kind of like. I can go as deep as I want to on the day. Yeah. Like if I want to watch, if I, like John Wick is a good example, mm-hmm. honestly, in some weird ways. Mm-hmm. But like a movie that you can go and watch. And it's just like, man, what The Matrix. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, this movie we're talking about, but like The Matrix is a perfect example. You can watch The Matrix, mm-hmm. and that is a kick-ass, kind of trippy sci-fi, kung yeah. fu, shoot 'em up gun movie. Fun, interesting ideas at play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like when we ultimately do the episode on The Matrix, I'm gonna have 10 pages of notes that are almost exclusively about the I, we've we've gotten pretty deep on the show. Yeah. We're going to go all the way in on Gnosticism when we do the Matrix because the Matrix This wasn't all the way in. Dude, this movie is all the way in, but I didn't want to like hijack right, the right. balls weren't slapping yet. Right. I didn't want to hijack Sorry. how great a flick this is with it. just like weird esoteric talk sure. for like three hours. But like Bird and I Bird and I recently rewatched the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. And after watching as we watched the first Matrix, I was like Oh, that that character represents the monad. This character represents this specific aspect of yeah. Sophia. Oh, here's what the archons are. Here's mm-hmm. a parallel to the archons from pre-Christian thought and modern Gnostic thought. Wild, dude. dude, they put in Baudrillard's simulacra and simulation into that movie. There is, yeah. there are so many. Like, it, you can also go to the Matrix and watch it as like an in-depth. Insanely nuanced it was treatise. My that wasn't a, that was, oh, that was a dog. I thought oh, it was no. my dog too. I got it in my mic. Like, oh my <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a fart. That was all internal. I'm, I at the I'm really fucking hungry right now. Okay. Well, yeah, but that, what I'm saying, yeah, but to, to wrap up the point, no, no, Kill Bill. Yeah. You can watch either Kill Bill movie, and it's either a badass kung fu movie with a great score, or it's literally an homage to like. 40 insanely good Japanese films and Westerns. Correct. You can watch, we talked about it actually, where you mm-hmm. there's a shot in Kill Bill 2 that is exactly the same shot from The Searchers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the through the doorway shot of The Searchers. Oh. He pans at exactly the same rate. So you can watch Kill Bill 2 as like a movie nerd and go deep with it and be like, oh God, there's this, or there's this. Or you just watch the black and white kung fu fight. Or and yep, that just going fast like, yep. forward to yeah. the Crazy 88 getting yep. chopped to pieces. And you know what? You watch the Crazy, crazy 88 get chopped to pieces and you know what you're watching? You're watching fucking um, Lone Wolf and Cub. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, these are my favorite films. Yeah. The films that I can watch kind of lazy with a bucket of popcorn and my wife yep. and my two dogs, or I can sit down with a notebook and I can talk to Carl for three hours about exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Dark yeah. City is fucking one of them. 
I'm, s- I'm so glad you guys like yeah, it. <laughs> and, and, and occasionally our, our friend Jeffrey T. Yes, Morgan. sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I try to not make them three hours, but man, I'm pretty sure. Hard not to sometimes when it's a movie. It's I'm pretty sure Swiss Army Man is... was like nine and a half. Oh, that my God. still one so of my funny. favorite movies of all time. It was time so now. fun, though. Yeah. yeah. So good. It's so fun. I think about that one a lot. And I still think about, like, I'm like, so I'm just about to redo what I did. I was like, did I really need to make that joke about sex with your mother? And, like, yeah. and, like I think I, on the podcast that went out, and I'm, then I'm like, oh, I'll just bring it up again today. Have you listened to any episodes of Measuring Flicks? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's no, totally no, I know. I jokes know. about sex with people's mothers is like That's, the lowest yeah, like the, tier of what we do. There's like, there are depths that we've plumbed that... It's it's it is really interesting. You talk about that, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, movies that are rewarding and and mm-hmm. and stuff. And again, man, from from ten miles up, this movie looks like a heavy, dark, like like even like I mean, this movie pulls off some things that Blade Runner didn't pull off. Like Correct, like yeah. like this movie inspires so many more conversations and thought processes and hopefulness and and like little insights into the to the, to what it means to be human that Blade Runner. Does I think Blade Runner t- is takes maybe more that cynical view. I was right? sure, hundred percent. Sure. Scott and not, was not, definitely feeling a bit cynical. Yeah, and still is feeling. Cynical. Of course, well, and, and the source material is brutal. Oh, sure. Dick is not necessarily right. the. But you look least at like cynical person <laughs> no, that's ever written. Not at all. Yeah, and I think you look at a movie. Vangelis score though. Oh, right. You look at a series like, um, speaking of Scott, of um, uh, uh, Raised by Wolves, or you look at Prometheus, which I liked, um, you know, and they are more Yeah, Prometheus hopeful. is criminal. Like, I don't know why that movie gets as much hate it as it It just does. wasn't the same as what the Aliens ones, I think. They, they wanted something else, right? They wanted Aliens, but what they got was like... A really unique and interesting story to search explain. For God. Yeah. They got ancient civilizations, yeah, and right, they were basically right. like... You got something a little more intellectual. This is dumb. Where are the xenomorphs with the acid? And I'm like, no, guys. These are the... I'm like, where's Ripley? Dude, yeah. we're looking at it. We're looking at the Enochians. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? This is blowing my mind. And everyone's like, the Enochians? More like the Isuckians. <laughs> right. It really was, right? And uh, anyway, yeah. So I, I guess my thing... It's funny, because I didn't walk into here thinking I would talk so much about cynicism. But it really... Obviously, it's a thing in my... That I... That I'm projecting onto this piece. It's, of in a, it's a thing in our world, yeah. quite a bit uh, right it's now. Pretty, it is steeped in it, and yeah. and so seeing something that is dark but not cynical. This is the Swedish metal death metal of movies, <laughs> where it where it looks really dark and cynical. Dark city, but they're the really Swedish death, death metal. metal but they're really movies. singing about unicorns and fun yeah. things. <laughs> and is all. Deckard a uh, android? And that's it? what I brought to offer today was Swedish death metal. No, I love honestly, it. Honestly, man, like you brought a lot. You, Jeff, you always man. do. This is why this I is when here, you get man. a filmmaker on the show, kind of elevates the program a little bit. It's you know? been too long, and it'll never be that long again. I pro- I can promise you that. No, nah, until Yojimbo. What? Until Yojimbo. Oh, Yo God, no. I meant like the years or whatever where oh, we didn't have him on the show. It. I was I like, no, no, Yojimbo's like... next week, Carl. We yeah. scheduled it, you know? No, it's on my Google calendar, Hell so it's yeah. official. It is official. Yep, it's on mine, too. I, I got it cleared with my wife, so I know I'll be able to be here. All right, so here's what I think we do. I, well, what we do right now, does anyone have anything else about Dark City? No. Neither do I. It's incredible. Carl, you got to go eat. Jeff, you have a family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a family that you got to <laughs> go eat. Yep, I do. Um, you can find us, Measuring Flicks, on Instagram and uh, Facebook. 
you can drop us a line at Measuring Flicks Podcast. Our at currently, gmail.com. our Instagram is looks like yeah, it's kind of weird. Profile. It's got Carl's profile picture and it says Carl Michael Hartley, and then the description of the podcast. But that's so. just because we linked his Facebook to it, and you made some Facebook changes, and then it was like because I haven't done Facebook your, changes right, in two let years. Let us get your so. Insta Listen, for, you. for one second. You guys are being very self-effacing right now. But if you made it through this whole episode and enjoyed yourself, why the fuck aren't you a, a subscriber and a supporter of this podcast? Because they are giving you <laughs> such incredibly passionate deep dives into this. And if you're going to sit there and say, wow, I just got three hours of incredibly great entertaining content and I'm not going to support this for a few bucks a month. Fucking look in the mirror and stop being so cynical. I'm blushing. I'm I just am. Blushing I, over here. Bit, I love when guests attack the listeners on I our behalf. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Anyway. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. We really, I was like, yeah, I gotta seriously, tell though, give us fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Quillen Film. You can get all sorts of aggressive content over there, you pieces of shit. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we love you. Uh, tell your friends, rate and review. Next week on Measuring Flicks, uh, I'm actually not sure. I, I'm kind of. Nelson? No. no, well, uh, we yes, right yeah, we're going to wrap up Gosling, but I'm kind of thinking, like, whatever we were going to do, now it should just be a Jeff Morgan series, like, uh, here's what we're going to do, guys, when we hang up the phone with the listeners, and the operator calls us back out to the ship, operator. we're all going to... We're all gonna text each other. Mm-hmm. Let's pitch some flicks. And let's see, let's let's. Uh, we talk have to do while you guys at home are looking in the mirror and considering <laughs> your shortcomings. We will be talking about more great ways to entertain you. For just you. a dollar a month. <laughs> all right. For less than a cup of coffee. Watch Dark City and then go outside. Put your yeah, man. Put go your to Shell screen. Beach. Yeah. yeah get if your you can find down. it. Get on the subway. I think you take a right on East Bay Shore Drive, then a left no, on it was, Old Mission. I thought it no, was, no, no, no. You start on. Old no, Mission. You, then uh, you go to 70. No. You should take the train. I. It's the green. Is it the green line or was it's it the, the red? It's the express. The blue line. The blue. No, it's the red pill, Carl. Always take the red pill. Um, go and watch Dark City. If you're thinking about watching The Matrix, watch this one instead. And uh, we'll talk to you next time for some samurai. Sla- I'm tired now. Thanks okay. for having I me, guys. Saw, hey, Dude. you're welcome. Thank Dude, you for being literally. here, brother. Yeah, no much appreciated. All right. Bye, y'all. Thanks, Thanks for having me.